everybody. Um, welcome back. Um, if you're listening to this on Saturday, um, happy Passover. Uh, it's Passover Eve on Saturday. Sunday is the beginning of Passover, which is going to go from the 28th all the way up till next Saturday on the 3rd. Um, I am new to the Passover tradition, so I'm still learning about, like, the rightful ways of doing it. Um, I know that the Jewish faith doesn't eat pork, and, um, in according to Matthew, there is a verse in there that supposedly Jesus cleansed all the foods, um, in there. Now, if anybody is listening, they can correct me if I'm wrong, just shoot me an email, um, ministermartyr at gmail.com, and because I've been kind of confused on that point, but in my variation and in the Bible and stuff, it actually puts cleansed all foods with a question mark, so I don't know if that's, you know, what it really is or not. Anyway, um, as the Passover, um, I'll be putting the verses that I'll be reading, um, for the for the Sabbath, which would be the Torah, uh, Leviticus six eight, um, one, uh, six verse eight through eight verse thirty six, Jeremiah seven twenty one through eight verse three, um, and then nine twenty two to twenty three, and then last one would be Hebrews eight verse one through six, and I'll have all that in the, the notes for you guys. Um, the 29th, um, is going to be the first fruits, uh, to weeks Pentecost day one. And I think that just about does it for the Passover. Like I said, I'm still new to the Passover. Um, I've grown into the Christian tradition throughout my entire lifestyle and, Doing the Passover is something I've never done before. I'm doing it because it states in the Bible Jesus celebrated it. So because he celebrated it, I'm trying to give it a shot to see what, um, what the Passover really is and, you know, how to do it. As for it, I'm going to not eat pork for that entire week, um, which is fine. I'm not a huge pork eater anyway. Um, I'm going to eat unleavened bread which, um, I suppose, like, naan bread or tortillas would be fine, um, and then fruits and some lamb, um, I'm not too sure if lamb is allowed or not, because I, I red mix things on it, but anyway, to get to the actual topic of this, um, this is going to be saved by grace versus the Bible, and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate mail for this, but, it's been a consistent thing that I've been seeing on Twitter lately, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Minister Martyr on Twitter. I'll have that in the show notes as well. Um, but let's let's get back down to it. First off, let's define grace. Define it, you know, from what it what it means. Now, in the Christian belief, um, based in the dictionary, uh, the Christian belief is the free and unmerited favor of God as manifested in salvation of sinners and bestowal upon blessings. It also means a short prayer of thanks said after, before or after a meal. 
However, we're going to go to the, you know, the first one I said. Unmerited favor of God and manifested in the salvation of sinners and the bestowal of blessings. So, are we saved by grace? In a sense, yes, we are, because God does um, forgive our sins, and he does all that because of what Jesus has done. Um, I have a friend, uh, Justin, that's on Twitter, and even though we have some disagreements on certain things, he's a monotheistic believer of God, and he does believe Jesus was the Messiah, and he is the Son of God. And in, in a lot of cases, we agree on a lot of things, and he's very, very smart. I always learn stuff from him. Um, however, you know, he doesn't believe in the Trinity, so there's two, there's two sides to it, and... Um, but he, he was posting some things recently, and um, a lot of the things that he's been posting is, um, you know, how people sin, but they expect to go to heaven anyway because they're saved by grace. That is basically, I'm just going to try to give you guys an analogy here. That is basically saying, like, your parents tell you, you know, don't eat all the ice cream because they're going to have make shakes later or something. And then you eat all the ice cream. Okay. Well, you disobeyed your parents. They're going to forgive you. But do you get a consequence or not? You know, and this is more like a, a childish type thing. If you're a kid, you know, and you disobey your parents, you get punished. But the the aspect of what I'm trying to get at is you're saved by grace, which means, yes, there is a point of salvation to you. You will be saved. You will be... But just because you're saved, you know, by grace, because you believe and you have faith, there are more things in the Bible that speak to you about being righteous, about doing um, each of the commandments by following God's law. It even states that Jesus never came to abolish the law. He came to fulfill it. So he was not saying, okay, I come here, the Ten Commandments, they're done. We're going to do this now and move on. He never said that. He never once said that. And if you can find a verse of that, you know, feel free to email it to me. I will look. But there's not one verse in the Bible that will literally tell you that Jesus says, don't follow the commandments. Don't, uh, you know, go ahead and sin as much as you want. He never says that. A lot of people get aggravated by the judge not that yet you uh, that ye be not judged, um, condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. There's literally a ton of different um, judging other quotes in there. Basically, more of them stating that um, there's more of them stating that you. Are not to judge others. 
there's more of them saying that. But then you get to the point where um, they say, judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. That's not telling you to judge the person. That's telling you to judge the sin, the judgment, the, the, the issue at hand. So that is explaining to you that when somebody tells you, like if you have a brother in Christ and they're telling you that, you know, hey man, I, uh, you know, overheard, you know, you guys fighting, um, you know, I saw your wife or your girlfriend had like a mark on her, you know, you're not, you know, you're supposed to turn the other cheek, you know, and, um, when it comes down to that aspect, when it comes down to these things, people are like, are you judging me? Are you judging me for my lifestyle? Are you judging me for this? No, no, I'm not judging you. I'm judging what you're doing, you know? I'm judging, you know... It, it tells you clearly that you're not doing the right things, you know? And there's a lot of churches and stuff now that are being more accepting for example, the Catholic Church that I put a previous um, podcast on about how some of them are denouncing the Pope because they want to do same-sex marriages. And I have an article on my website, um, which is going to be in the notes too, that you can read with all the different, you know, stuff you, uh, different ones, both liberal, conservative, and a straight one, straight from the Vatican Press you can read those to fully identify on, you know, what the Catholics believe on that. Now, I'm not Catholic, but my whole point of this um, conversation is that in John, like, 14, verse 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Jesus did bring other commandments to finish the... Um, the, you know, the Ten Commandments and everything. He came to finish it, to fulfill it, to show you everything. He came to save us. He came to do all the stuff that the Bible states. Um, you know, James 4, uh, verse 17, So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is a sin. This is literally explaining to you guys that you can be saved, but that doesn't give you free control to do whatever you want. There's, um, there's a big give and take to it, you know, so there's no lukewarm in this situation. For example, um, that guy that I mentioned earlier, Justin, he posted, um, a thing that this guy basically said that I can do whatever the hell I want because I get a ja uh, get out of jail free card with God because I'm saved by grace. God has never once throughout the entire Bible condoned sin. He's always forgave the Israelites. He's even forgave the Assyrians. You know, he said, I want the Assyrians to repent in the book of Jonah you know, back in Nineveh, and he wanted them to repent. He didn't say they have to worship him. He just wants them to repent for their sins. 
and Jonah didn't want to do it because he wanted God's wrath to just go, you know, smash him. And Jonah was a, you know, one of those apocalyptic, you know, I guess you could say, uh, prophetic people. Like he wanted to see the, the destruction of his enemies. Um, Romans 13 verse 4 for he is God's servant for your uh, for your good but if you do wrong be afraid for he does not bear the sword in vain for he is the servant of God an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer you know that is explaining us you know that we're God's servants and all that but that's also explaining how Jesus is too you know, Jesus came to give us the gospel, basically our sword. This is our weapon against Satan. This is our weapon against anything evil in the world. And the more and more people sin and start accepting sin as a normal act in the world, because that's the way the world is shifting, that the, we can sin freely that is moving us away from God. So, what I'm trying to get at is, I know that um, a lot of the Baptists believe, and I was baptized Baptist, that they believe once you're saved, you are completely saved. You do not have to worry. But I'm going to ask you this. If you were saved by grace, and you're completely saved completely, you don't have to worry, even if you commit suicide, what is to stop me from saying, okay, I believe in you, God, I accept you as my Lord and Savior, I got baptized, I'm blowing my brains out. You know, just so I could go to heaven, because I don't want to be in the world anymore. The world's too crazy. So, that is my point. The more and more and more I, I see how people are thinking, they're not exactly reading the Bible. And this is, unfortunately, I think that Google is probably the biggest issue, is that a lot of people are looking up verses to try to disprove people to say, I'm right, you're wrong. And none of them are actually reading the Bible, actually reading, reading it. Because there's a difference between reading a verse and reading a whole passage. The whole passage explains everything. The verse explains one topic of it, you know. Um, the best the best way I can explain it is a lot of people believed eye for an eye. You know, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth in the book of Exodus, you know, where, you know, that was the law and everything. Well, technically it was the law, but it wasn't our law. The Ten Commandments were our laws. The eye for an eye, the tooth for a tooth... Those were for judges to decide. It literally states that right in the Bible. It literally states that in there. And I, uh, it says right before the eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, is judges are to determine. So we're not the ones that are determining an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. The judges that were appointed back in those days were sent to do that. Another thing is... Um, when it comes down to, like, murder and everything, you know, people will be like, you know, it's fine to murder and everything like that as long as we're doing it for the right reasons and stuff. And that's breaking a Ten Commandment. That's breaking the, uh, thou shall not commit murder. Thou shall not kill. 
But um, at the same point, God says, vengeance is mine. God is going to take vengeance on the enemies. Anyone that enslaves, harms, does anything for you guys, you know, against you, God will take the vengeance. It's not us to commit revenge. And that is another big thing. It's uh, I'm actually going to go off topic here and talk about a movie. I don't know if any of you have seen The Godfather and The Godfather Part 2 and Part 3. But it was such a big, big thing because in Part 2 you got to see how the father, Vito Corleone, was so obsessed with revenge and everything and he just turned to a life of crime and created a crime family. Um, he eventually killed the Don that, you know, when he got old enough and he started building his organization. Um, in the first Godfather movie, where he was an old man, Michael didn't want anything to do with the family business. He wanted to, he was a war hero, he was a soldier, and then he, you know, comes home, his father gets shot, so he takes over because his brother Sonny gets killed. The godfather, you know, Marlon Brando, Vito Corleone, he goes over to meet with all the bosses after his son gets murdered. And he literally states, I will not enact any vengeance on any of you guys. I've seen what revenge can do to people, and he knows what it can do to people, because that's what led him to have the life he has. However, at the point in the movie, Michael is already caught up in the, you know, he wants, you know, revenge for what they did. So, during the baptism, after his, you know, father dies, he orders the hit, and during the baptism, they take out all the different uh, the mafias that they were enemies with, and this is a big, you know, part where he's killed his brother, he's killed his sister's husband, throughout the movies and stuff. And in the third movie, you see him break down and everything, and he's going to the Vatican to try to, you know, create an organized uh, an organized deal to create make the uh, family legitimate um and he's getting to that point but the the biggest thing is he had his daughter which he loved more than anything and this is where God's vengeance is mine takes place God's vengeance is mine his daughter ends up getting killed because of all not it's not so much the the sins that he did but that's a big aspect everything that he's did led to that point in his life and that is where God comes in everything that you're doing in your life all the sins you're committing when you die you are going to have to answer for them and if you're gonna say well I'm saved by grace you're just gonna forgive me and I'm gonna go in right God's probably gonna be like well let's take a look at the list here because I'm inviting you into my kingdom and I don't want bad people in my kingdom let's see so here's the list of good things you did 
you know, you have about two pages worth of good things, and you have about 4,000 pages worth of bad things. I don't know if I should take you in. So, at this point, um, I'm sorry, if you can hear anything in the background, people are getting loud, it's getting me aggravated, so, um, I'm gonna cut it off here, uh, I'm gonna wish you guys a happy Passover, I'm gonna put these into the, uh, the show notes and everything, um, you know, um, I pray every one of you guys are going to be good, have, um, you know, a good weekend, you know, you honor God the best way you can, and I will talk to you guys all next week.